Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Well, our consumer champion, Wendy Nola, is joining us from our studios in Joburg today. Always good to have you with us, Wendy. Welcome. Hi, Pippa. Thank you. Now, we're going to bring you a follow-up on last week's show around police clearance certificates. And then we're going to chat to the CEO of customer review website, Hello Peter, to ask just how much we can trust that reviews that they post, that are posted there are genuine customer experiences and not plants put there by companies trying to make themselves look good or their competitors look bad. It's a claim made by one of our guests last week, and we're going to interrogate it a bit uh, this afternoon. After 1.30, it'll be open line time where you can phone in with any consumer query whatsoever on 021-446-0567. You're also welcome to leave a voice note on 072-567-1567. Before we get to any of that, though, let's follow up on last week's uh, show. Over to you, Wendy. Okay, so last week, Pippa, we shone a spotlight on a company called Fresh Start, which claims to be South Africa's leading criminal record removal um, law firm, well, uh, law center, rather, and the only one with uh, dedicated consultants in the Department of Justice in Pretoria. Um, A reminder that about 10 years ago, a legal amendment made it possible for you to have your criminal record expunged after 10 years had passed since your conviction. If it was for a minor offense with a suspended sentence, correctional supervision or a fine. So things like um, driving under the influence, shoplifting, maybe a a minor um, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, drug charge, that kind of thing. Um, So. This can be done by the person themselves. Um, you just need to apply to the Department of Justice for the expungement. And if it's granted, then the offense is permanently removed from the National Criminal Register, um, the NCR. And they can truthfully say in a job uh, interview or application or visa application that they've never been convicted of a crime. Now, okay, as we heard last week from several people who contacted us after the show, it is free of charge to make this application, Wendy. But we also told you last week some companies offer their services as an intermediary saying, we'll do the grant work, pay us a fee, and we'll do it for you. Yes, and especially if there's an offer to do it quickly. um, Often the need for these expungements, and particularly the certificate if if you're immigrating, for example, um, you know, it's, it's, it's urgent. And so, you know, the process can seem overwhelming for someone that's not had experience uh, with dealing with Department of Justice and fingerprints and all the rest. So, so yes, there are a number of companies, highly competitive, it would seem, um, in this space who, who take on the task for a fee of doing it for you. Um, so Fresh Start is is one of those, um, but many people have been complaining on Hello Peter particularly that once they paid their money, they got um, you know the service levels plummeted dramatically, and some say they actually didn't end up getting what they paid for at all, or that they're still waiting. That the promised timelines were not adhered to, and um, you know we, we consumers, if we're told something will be done. Um, within six weeks or that something will be delivered to us when we've ordered it online. Mm-hmm. We kind of hold on to that date and we feel a huge sense of, of um, well, lack of break of trust and, and disappointment when it doesn't happen. Correct. So, and understandably. So we highlighted the case last week of Joanne who was convicted of a minor crime uh, more than 20 years ago. And in early April, she paid Fresh Start 5,400 rand. In fact, her daughter in the UK paid it by credit card for her to urgently get that conviction expunged so that she could take up a nursing job 
in the UK. Importantly, she obviously the expungement wasn't good enough um, she, uh, for background check purposes. She actually needed a police clearance that didn't show any previous convictions. Right. Um, so she says that she was promised it would be done by the end of May and that she was given an emphatic undertaking that that was the case. And she said, can I, on the phone, can I, are you telling me I can resign and I'll be able to leave at the end of May? Yes, yes. So she did that. She gave up her job. She rented out the home that she and her husband were their own in, in Durban. She sold furniture. She canceled her medical aid, all in preparation for leaving. And she's now living in her grandchildren's playroom in her younger daughter's home in Johannesburg with nothing else really to her name. And she's unable to move because the certificate has not been produced. And um, that's when she approached us or uh, through, a, through a friend okay. uh, for help. Yeah. Now, just for those who missed uh, last week's conversation, I can tell you that Fresh Start CEO Ansar Sykes joined us on the show last week. And amongst the things he told us was that the company had a 99.9% success rate, that it offered a money-back guarantee if it didn't get the results that had been paid for. And uh, when we asked him about the scores of complaints on Hello Peter, he said they were probably posted by competitor companies. He also offered to refund Joanne money and to keep working on her case. Wendy, has there been any further follow-up with Joanne? Yes, um, there has. Last night he emailed Joanne, copying us in on that email, saying that the company was awaiting expungement by the Criminal Record Centre. He said the process normally takes 21 business days, so a lot longer than just three weeks, but they are pushing to get it done in just a few days. But he stressed that that was just the first step in the process. Uh, she would only then have the expungement certificate, confirm- in other words, confirmation that the criminal record has been removed. But she still has to wait for a police clearance certificate confirming she has no record, as I've said. Um, and this was a separate application that happens in the second step of the process. And that is listed as taking up to 28 days to process. Sure. So I think... There's a communication gap there, and I'm not sure if the company always makes it clear. You're thinking expungement certificate done, but there's a, you know, a gap like a month's gap between between the two processes. Um, so in effect, um, as I told us last night, she could be a month away from having the documents she needs. Um, he offered to courier it to the UK, but Pippa, that's that's since been um, Joanne has given him her Joburg address, so that's that's been overtaken. But um, as of last night, the refund was not reflecting in Joanne's Ooh. daughter's credit card account. Um, and so I did say that it takes a few business days um, for a local credit card refund, but that an international one might, might take sl- slightly longer. I must just say it's been an update um, since we discussed the prep paper just yep. minutes before I came on air. Um, um, and so I shared with me an email and up the latest he's shared with um, Joanne and that is he says we're still awaiting confirmation of the expungement from the Criminal Records Centre but however the good news is we'll now proceed with uh, Joanne's credit application as I have it under good authority that the expungement will be concluded prior to processing the uh, police clearance certificate so he said let's not waste any further time for good measure we'll submit a second PCC application next week um, and they're going to be in touch with her today his office to get the fingerprints done they were going to go to her home or office she's doing some temporary work at the moment to take those prints and about the refund he says his finance department um, said on Monday that it would take 10 to 15 days to reflect 
He's given her a copy of the proof of um, refund adjustment on the books. He says, unfortunately, we don't have full visibility on this process, given that it's between two banks and their processes. So that's the latest on that. We can't say, yes, she have, has it, and yes, her daughter has that refund, but that's the further undertaking we have uh, since last week. And obviously, we're going to keep tracking that. Absolutely. How it pans out, yeah. But, and there's an add-on here, Wendy. Uh, that interview raised a lot of curiosity from listeners and suspicions from many people. And I know you went and did a bit of further digging directly with the Department of Justice. Can you tell us what you found? Okay, so many people pay a few thousand rand extra for fast-tracking their applications. ANSAS told us that Fresh Start was the only company which had an arrangement a special arrangement with the Department of Justice. So I asked the Ministry of Justice and Correctional Service spokesman Crispin Piri about that. Did Fresh Start have consultants in the DOJ as claimed? I asked. The answer is no. Piri from the Department Piri confirmed that the Department of Justice is responsible for processing all applications for the expungement of criminal records and that the services provided free of charge to any member of the community. The department has dedicated qualified officials who are responsible for the processing of such matters and who provide the necessary advice, legal or otherwise, to applicants. We do not act as consultants for any agency who requires a fee for a service that is provided free of charge by the department. That was the full answer there. So just to be 100% clear, the answer from the Department of Justice itself is that the claim that there is some kind of special arrangement in place for Fresh Start to be able to fast-track applications is not something that they're familiar with. Well... Perry's words were, there's no truth to such a claim. There's no special arrangement between the department and any agency to fast-track applications we receive via agencies. As stated above, this department does this, renders this service free of charge. The department also clearly states on the official website that no fees are payable when making an application for the expungement of a criminal record. Now, did you challenge Ansar on his claim? Because he told us directly there is this special arrangement. Did you take that yes. up with him? Yes, I had to... Um, sign an NDA, uh, non, non-disclosure agreement, um, um, in order to have sight of the documentation, he says, that proves they do have a special arrangement. So I can't talk about that, but what, he, what I can say is he says that while Fresh Start does not pay the DOJ for any service, he says their fast-track service does exist and they've used it many times. He says, and the fee that the company, the fee that, that, that Fresh Start charges its clients that that extra um, few thousand uh, for fast tracking is for the extra man hours involved in speeding up the process. They get it done the same day and they get the application in. And also with dealing with a huge number of calls and SMSs from anxious clients because if they're paying for fast tracking, they're obviously anxious. There's a, there's an urgency about the need for that um, expungence, expungency. Is that the word? <laughs> um, and um, and so he says, yeah, they're not, they're not paying, nobody's paying the DOJ for anything. It's their extra costs in, in, in fast tracking it. So, yes. And as I say, I did see some documentation. So, yeah. Okay. That's all we can do with that one. Okay. Well, um, suffice it to say, the important thing to, to be aware of here is that you're not obliged to work through an agency or an intermediary. Just to recap again, you can do this yourself. You can make the application yourself and you won't have to pay anything to make the application if you are prepared to go through the process yourself. Process. So it really is worth investigating it's, if you have yeah. time on your side. It's set up, obviously, the Department of Justice didn't set up this process and make it available a de- decade ago with um, intermediaries in mind. It's, set, it's, it's created for ordinary 
citizens to be able to um, free themselves of a very old manner of fence that was getting in their way of their life, um, getting a job, immigrating, whatever they wanted to do. So, so yes, it obviously is possible, and we did hear from several people last week um, that they'd managed to do it. So, so yeah, I think it's like anything. It's, you know, if you go online to check, you type in check my credit record, there'll be there'll you know, ads for companies will pop up at the top. Um, mm. be, uh, you know, let let us do it for you. But it's but it's very very possible to do it free of charge um, yourself at least once a year with every single one of the major credit bureaus. So, so yeah, it, it is possible to do it yourself. And as you say, let's if you're not in a huge hurry, possibly best to try that yourself before paying fees to uh, an intermediary to do it for you. Okay. Now, that conversation last week raised an interesting sidebar question about yes. customer review websites and, and how much we can trust them. So Ansar, for example, when we asked him about the 160-odd complaints on Hello Peter about bad service from Fresh Start, his response was, well, we don't use that site as, a re- as an official review mechanism. We They were possibly left there by disgruntled uh, competitors trying to discredit us. It's not a review system we recognize because it doesn't require customers to prove that they've actually done business with us. And he actually complained that there's no capacity for customers who do post a genuine negative review to update it if their complaint has been resolved thereafter. Um, Wendy, as a matter of interest, have you been back to Hello Peter this week to see if there are any additional reviews about Fresh Starts since our conversation <laughs> last week? Oh, yes. There were one or two uh, fresh uh, negative fresh start um, reviews, but there were nine new ones since last Wednesday's show. All of them uh, rave, all, nine new rave reviews, which um, I didn't see any last week, including this one. My experience with fresh start was top notch, fast results and frequent progress updates. They really went above and beyond my expe- expectations. You guys rock. Okay, so look, decide for yourself whether you take that with a pinch of salt or uh, give them the benefit of the doubt and decide that that is a genuine review. But it raises a very interesting point, Wendy. How do we know that reviews posted on an open public platform are genuine? What stops a business from singing its own praises in a fake review or equally from criticizing the opposition? Well, a very good question, and I've I've wondered it many times Um in my 20 years of consumer journalism, I think Hello Peter was already um, active, already set up um, then. So it's definitely more than 20 years old. And it's become one of the go-to places for people to complain to if they were unhappy with service. And certainly if I get a number of complaints about the same, you know, the same company, I first thing I do is go straight onto Hello Peter to see if that trend is tracked there. And more often than not, it most definitely is. So... So yes, um, but but I think interesting for consumers to know how it works, um, whether there's any vetting going on, whether it can be abused by other consumers or companies. Um, so um, happily, CEO Alon Rom um, agreed to chat to us today about these issues. Right now, Alon is with us on the line. We're about to head into the eyewitness news headlines, so uh, we'll introduce the interview with him immediately after we've heard from Wesley with the latest news. And I'm happy to take any questions. A couple of what. Of, of questions have already come through uh, on the WhatsApp and SMS line. Do feel free to phone us as well on 0214460567. Just before we go to news, uh, a message in from Al on the 
SMS line saying, I have done both the expungement and police clearance myself. It was easy, but patience is required. Thank you very much for uh, that feedback, Al, on the SMS line, uh, confirming that it can be done yourself if you are prepared to take the time to do so. Let's jump straight back into consumer talk and our conversation with uh, the CEO of Hello Peter South Africa, Alon Rom. Alon, thanks so much for joining us and for waiting so patiently for the opportunity to chat to us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Won't you, just before we dive into the details of, of reviews and their veracity, just give us a sense of how big Hello Peter is today. Can you give us a ballpark figure of how many reviews are posted on a typical day or in a typical month? Sure. We have over a 1,000 reviews posted a day on our site. Um, we have in excess of 800,000 consumers a month browsing our website. Uh, you know, 35,000 a day and 1.2 million registered customers with 53,000 businesses on the platform. So you're pretty big to say the least and you've been around a long time. It's well over 20 years now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Since Hello Peter uh, was started, uh, we bought the business about four years ago from okay. Peter Chills himself, who, um, who was definitely a visionary. And um, yeah, we've, we've had amazing growth since, since we've purchased the business. Okay, now, do tus- as a matter of interest, do customers typically post uh, praise as well as complaints, or is it heavily weighted towards the, the un- un- dissatisfied customer angle? Uh, we're becoming a lot better at uh, getting, getting consumers to write positive reviews. In fact, that's, you know, that's, that's the direction we're trying to, to move the platform towards. When we originally purchased the business, there were about you know 90% of every review written was, was negative. Today, we're sitting at approximately 65 so we're definitely getting a lot better at it. Businesses are, are using it as a, as a tool to, you know, to, to be able to market their business, to understand the, the huge trend towards uh, consumers doing research before interacting with a business and establishing a consistent online profile for their business, which Halaprida provides a, a, a great channel for them to be able to do this. Alana, a question that I was going to ask, and Zaid has asked the same thing on our WhatsApp line. He would like to know why clients are allowed to register their complaints for free, but businesses are required to pay if they want to be able to respond. I know that used to be the business model. My understanding is it's changed of late, though. Is that correct? That's correct, uh, and that's over the last four years. So, you know, that's a big misconception about Halapida, that you need to pay us in order to respond to a review. We offer a free plan for any business to uh, to sign up and to go and uh, send an official business reply from, from the Halapita platform. Okay. Wendy, I know you actually approached Alon a little while ago about another story. Yes. I just want to ask a quick question around that. Because obviously, the, 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 it's a free service for consumers, so um, you, the businesses keep, keep your lights on, right, keep the platform going. So how do you get? payment then from you you've got the free service that people you know I re- there was a lot of businesses who used to complain to me that it was extortionate to have to pay up to just respond to any any complaint about them on the platform and I had some sympathy for that view but um, so that isn't the case anymore you have that, fr- that that free offer but then how do you make your business model work how do you get them to sign up as as companies on your on your platform so uh, there are a number of other features, obviously, that we do that we do have, and and those are features largely geared towards being able to create a a online profile for yourself as a business. Um, 
as well as, you know, the main thing is getting customer data for, for those reviews. So with small businesses, it's not really so important. You invariably know who the customer was. Oh, I see. Um, okay. with, with large businesses where you're dealing with mass volumes of reviews, the customer data is a pretty important thing, particularly uh-huh. ID numbers, reference numbers, things like okay. that, which we capture on the review collection. Um, so, they've, so they've got so, to pay for the yeah. deep dive. They've got to pay for the deep dive. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, thank you for that. So, so yes, Pippa, um, a few weeks ago I approached Alon about a removals company that I was investigating. And as I said, when I get a few complaints, I go on to Halapita to see if the trend is replicated there. And, and what I found was... Um, an equal number of terrible or, or wonderful reviews. So there, it was either one star service or or five. And in my experience, that's highly unlikely. Um, and so I immediately suspected made-up rave reviews. And um, I wanted to know from from Elon um, how Hello Peter protects consumers from fake raves and and whether they required people who posted these raves to you know obviously not in every case but if they suspected in a case where you've got a, a five-star review matching a one you know a one-star one uh, one for one type of thing um whether they got hold of those people and, and um asked them to provide some proof with the you know that they'd actually were a customer with that company so i was pr- quite pleased with the response alon alon will you just fill us in on how you go about that Sure. So obviously, I mean, this is something we look, you know, to constantly optimize and it's, uh, and it's no easy task. But we do have some automated mechanisms to flag potentially fake reviews. Um, those are things such as multiple reviews emanating from the same IP address, uh, multiple reviews written about the same business within a certain time frame. Um, we look for patterns in email addresses being used to register accounts. We recently uh, launched an artificial intelligence spam detector, which flags potential spam or fake reviews um, that we can view prior to actually publishing onto, onto the site. Um, and then, you know, consumers constantly report reviews to us. You know, they've had awful experiences with businesses and they, you know, browsing the site and come across a business with a lot of positive reviews and, and they highlight this to us to, to investigate. And then... Um, you know, as I think it was alluded to earlier in the show, uh, due to the competitive nature to stand out on our platform, businesses often report reviews to us that they feel is just, you know, potentially fake reviews. So, you know, we've become good at establishing patterns. And in some cases, it's more difficult. But, um, you know, in a lot of cases, it's quite easy for us to, to see a common pattern once they've been reported to us. Have you ever considered something along like asking a customer to provide an order number or an invoice as part of the process of loading their review? Absolutely. Well, not as part of the process. I mean, it would become quite uh, cumbersome and friction, you know, to, to actually, you know, expect them to upload a, a invoice or a contract. It's also, you know, there's, 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 there's you know, personal information, etc., that might be contained in that, exactly some privacy issues. So, you know, it would be cumbersome. But... One thing we do do, and, and um, you know, this is uh, certainly a, a, a big thing we do when we do follow up with customers. We ask them to provide proof to us um, if they have, uh, you know, so this is totally offline. Um, if they did, in fact, you know, experience the service from the business on a first-hand basis, you know, you can't, you can't write reviews on our platform um, about... As a about, non-customer. Correct, as a non-customer. You have to be the customer... So there's no third-party reviews. 
And, you know, if the review, if they don't respond within 48 hours, that review is automatically removed from our platform. Um, and if there is a response and the customer, um, you know, he, he, he agrees that, 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 that review is in fact truthful and accurate, um, you know, we go back to a business and we tell them this. Uh, there might be some ping pong that sort of takes place where a business may refute this. And we go one step further. We actually ask the customer to provide us a, um, a sworn affidavit um, in order just to, you know, ensure they're willing to, to stand by the review under oath. And, uh, thanks, Alana. Sorry, but a case in point was this removals company. There were 14 yes. five-star re- re- reviews. Alana, won't you tell us how many of those um, 14 positive re- reviews remain after your adjudication process, or your checking one, process? One, one, one there were 13. There were 13 positive Plants. reviews that, that we didn't get a response from, from a customer. I mean, this did take place quite a long time ago, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was about, you know, six months or eight months ago. So it may have been difficult to get the customers to verify that. But what we, you know, one thing we also very, um, what's very clear to us is that where there has been a true and accurate factual experience that a customer has had, they are more than willing to, um, to verify that review pretty quickly. So, you know, that's, that's not something that, you know, we don't get, we don't get feedback from customers, um, often. We, we get feedback very often that, you know, that they verify their review. I think, and if someone's taken the trouble to, um, post a rave review um, when there's nothing in it for them. Um, I think they probably do feel quite strongly that they want the review to remain there, so they will take the trouble to, to respond um, to respond and, and, and give you the proof or assure you that, it, that it's genuine, I, I would imagine. Let me just share an SMS that's coming from Jay, who said, I had a terrible experience with Hello Peter. A colleague sent a false statement to them, which had a huge negative impact on my business. I did contact them. They apologized and removed it, but they'd never contacted me to verify. Um, so, so, okay, you, after he came to you and reported it, you did respond. But just, just to confirm again that there is no actual verification at the initial point of a review being placed. You will only go take steps to verify if somebody complains about it. Is that correct? Or unless it's picked up in some of our automated right. processes that we do have. So, I mean, you know, as technology improves and we become, you know, we optimize this more and more, we'll be able to flag these before they automatically get published to the platform. But it's just you know, feasibly, it's just not feasible to actually um, verify every review and screen them before publishing. 35,000 a day. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the million dollar question now, taking us back to where this conversation started, Alon, is can we speak about Fresh Start Legal Center in particular? Has anyone, as a matter of interest, ever contacted you to question the positive reviews about their service? Yeah, absolutely. And this is what sort of raised this in the, in the first place. Um, yeah, there were a lot of consumers who reported that they had an awful experience with the business. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when looking at their profile and seeing so many positive reviews, they asked us to investigate. And, and once we started investigating, we, we sort of got a little bit deeper into this. And what we realized was that they were running marketing campaigns incentivizing customers to go to Halapita to write a review. Um, look, ordinarily, we don't have an issue with this, um, you know, it's very difficult to get a customer to write a positive review and, and it's much easier to complain. So if you want to nudge your customer to an incentive to write a positive review, that's fine, provided you comply with two, two guidelines. And one is, is you must be the, the customer. So you have to have first-hand experience. Um, and the second one 
is that it's got to be factual and represent, you know, a true and accurate experience that you've had with the business. So once we started following up with customers regarding this, we found that a number of the consumers weren't the ones who had the first-hand experience, and we didn't receive a response in in majority of the customer checks that we that we um, that we did. So they were automatically removed if we don't receive that response within 48 hours. The other things, you know, we sort of saw was patterns in email addresses being used to register, you know, the accounts to write the reviews. So, yeah, it was quite clear once we delved into it that, um, you know, that these reviews, it was just, you know, not possible that they could be, um, that they could be uh, unbiased and sort of authentic reviews. I find it very interesting that uh, you cite a marketing campaign actively pushing people to review on Hello Peter when Wendy, uh, uh, the business, told us last week that they don't recognize Hello Peter. Yeah, he did say to me, though, that they were um, offering a financial incentive to people uh, that had good service from them to to post positive reviews and that um, they, a lot of them um, backed off when asked to jump through so many hoops, you know, to provide proof and invoices and everything else. He says people aren't don't want to spend time doing that, and so they fell away. That was his... Um, explanation for what Lun has just um, outlined to us so so yeah um interesting interesting case which sort of um highlights some of the issues that that um, Elon's platform deals with yeah. on both sides the consumers and the companies yeah. can i just ask a follow-up question Elon? i mean you you are at the mercy of people being uh upfront and forthright and honest in, in what they post on the site until such time as somebody uh, reports it. And, and as somebody comments in a WhatsApp, a lot of damage can be done to a business's reputation, even if it's only 24 or 48 hours before a false review is removed. Who knows how many people might have seen that and not know that it's been taken down as fake. Do you ever have to contend with, with a situation where reviews sort of verge into the realm of, of defamation or uh, criminal damage to somebody's reputation? And how do you deal with that yeah absolutely i mean defamation is is probably the um the most common um issue that we face on our platform you must understand the mindset of a customer when they when they you know when they're writing a review it's, it's you know they're they're highly frustrated and and so might not you know use appropriate language in their review and and you know this leads to to defamation of a business so um which is clearly in breach of our content guidelines um, but again, you know, with so many reviews being posted, so difficult to, to screen every single review before. And, you know, we, we are looking to, to, um, to release automated technology to fixing, you know, these types of things up, um, you know, pr- prior to, to sort of that being published or, or, or any damage sort of being done. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing battle for us. We constantly try and optimize it. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, not dissimilar to social networks where people go onto Facebook, Twitter, uh, and just have their say and, and that lives there, you know, quite difficult to actually get off there. Mm. Speaking yeah. of which, is there ever a point at which you will um, remove a complaint uh, that's been on the site for several years? Alon, do you keep uh, the full history up in perpetuity or do, I mean, I'm thinking of businesses, your own business, for example, has changed hands in the last four years. Uh, is it fair to leave uh, a negative review from seven years ago up on the site when uh, there's new ownership and perhaps a new approach? So, so this is true. I mean, we, we do leave reviews on the site uh, in perpetuity. Um, we do feel customers should be able to have a 
sort of full picture of your business. However, you know, in a, we've got an algorithm that looks at the trust index, which is, you know, how, how, you know, uh, how good the business is. And it's a, it's a measurement that they're able to compare businesses. And that only, you know, ranks later reviews. So, so, you know, older reviews depreciate over time and don't count towards that towards that index, but, um, you know, there's no reason why consumers shouldn't be able to go and, and sort of have a, a, a good read on, 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 you know, the full picture of the business. I do want to say, and I think that this was, again, um, alluded to by the CEO regarding, you know, we do nothing to prove that, that a competitive business may have written a receive a resolution to a, to a complaint. There's nothing to indicate that that resolution has... Um, View. So, you know, two things. One, in terms of the resolution, we, we collect the net promoter score. So four days after a review has been written, we automatically send out a feedback form to the, to the reviewer to ask them based on their feedback on the business, would they recommend the business, you know, to friends or colleagues, and they rate the business. And that net promoter score is, um, is on the platform. So you may see a negative review with a happy alongside that negative review with the tooltip there explaining, you know, what that net promoter score is and how likely the customer is to to recommend that business. And then we've got the global net promoter score, which is a, you know, combination of all the collection of, of the net promoter scores that we've received. So you might have a business with low negative ratings, but very high net promoter score. And the truth is, that is your most powerful type of business because those those customers become advocates for your business, you know. Uh, every business has a, you know, it, it's impossible to be, to, you know, to get it always right. But it's how you handle the wrong um, yeah, yeah. and what you do to, to sort of fix that really uh, stands a, a huge opportunity to get, uh, to, to, to develop a brand ambassador for your business and let those customers become those advocates. And turn a yeah. negative into a positive. Uh, yeah, I take your point. Wendy, any final questions for Alon? Um not really for Elon, but thank you for those insights. I certainly learned something through this process, and I, and I commend uh, the company for refining some of its um, policies. I think um, it, it's, it's really come a long way as a platform and matured, um, to be fair to both parties. I just know that a lot of people um, post on Halapita and then come to me to say that they were threatened with defamation and they're frightened and they don't know um, what to do should they take it down and I always say as with any social media posting if it's true and it's in the public interest it is not defamation so do not be intimidated just as Alon said don't um, calm down a bit don't swear don't be don't use names don't you know Avoid the capital letters and 49 exclamation marks and, and, mm. and, um, all of that. State your case as factually and, and, um, calmly as you can. Um, the, 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 you know, the facts themselves, um, say it all. You don't need to embellish and, and, uh, create, make things, uh, you know, create, become the problem because you've been abusive, in other words. So, so yeah, uh, that's what I, just anyone listening who's thinking, who's might have got that threat, um, it, as, Hello, Peter, as anything else. True and in the public interest, they cannot touch you as far as defamation goes. Thanks for that, Wendy. And thank you to the CEO of Hello, Peter, Alon Rom, for joining us today. Also want to mention a WhatsApp in from Michelle Wendy, who was one of the other unhappy Fresh Start customers who contacted us during last week's segment. Uh, just an update. She says, uh, you did let me know that you'd forwarded my case on to the Fresh Start CEO. I have not had any response thus far from anyone mm-hmm. at the company. Michelle, please just keep us posted uh- on that one.
Yeah, I've ordered quite a few cases um, and uh, that I had some response to just before we came on air, so I couldn't interrogate it and um, others none, but I will keep plugging away with those cases. I've sent a lot of them through. Okay, thank you for that. Consumer Talk with Wendy Nola. You can join the conversation. Right, uh, I mentioned yesterday that uh, we'd had uh, a couple of people contacting me about uh, what's going on at the Claremont Post Office. Um, sorry, the name escapes me of the person who mailed me yesterday afternoon, the latest of several complainants saying, what's going on? I had a post box at Claremont Post Office. It's been shut down with the renovations to the building and nobody's told us anything about what happens next. I did ask Wendy to reach out to her contact at the post office and see if she could find anything out for us. Wendy, did you have any luck? Yes, happily my Johan Kruger, as always, came through. Um, so, so yes, the, the Claremont Post Office was on Stadium on Main, and Claremont closed its doors permanently about four months ago. Um, but the question is, what has become of its post boxes? And people have been battling to find out. They're just AWOL. Mm. Um, so my spokesman told me, my spokesman, post office spokesman <laughs> told me yesterday that the post boxes will be moved to the Clearinch, is that how you say Clearinch, it? Clearinch, yes. Clearinch Post Office on the corner of Lansdowne Road and 2nd Avenue in Claremont. Um, he said the post office is procuring a contractor to move the boxes. Until then, mail items can be collected, uh, to be collected, what? Mail items can be collected over the counter at the Clearinch Post Office. So okay, so the boxes are moving there. to Clearinch, but in the meantime, you still need to go to Clearinch and ask at the counter for your mail. Say, yes, I have a post office box. I don't know where it is, but could you give me the contents, please? I don't know how that's going to happen, but that's the answer. And again, why four months? Um, Why has it taken four months um, and it still hasn't happened? But apparently snail mail. I was going to say, it's shorter than it takes to them to deliver a parcel to the UK, Wendy. Maybe, maybe. I have to say that I've been saying online that the problem isn't outgoing mail, it's incoming mail, and that was the case for a while, but there is currently a problem, has recently been a problem with outgoing mail as well, well, unfortunately. Um, But um, I get the impression that that's been resolved, but yes, it's just one disaster after the next, I'm afraid. Okay, so Claremont Post Office boxes will be moving to Claremont inch post office and in the meantime if you're looking for your mail you have to go and ask for an over-the-counter service at Clare Inch on the corner of Lansdowne Road and 2nd Avenue in Claremont. Thank you so much for the update Wendy. I think we can just have time to squeeze in a call from Julian in Greenpoint. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm actually not asking Wendy to act on a complaint. I'm more asking for her advice on how to get hold of Uber. We ordered Uber Eats about two weeks ago and settled, ordered, everything looked happy until I got my credit card statement and they charged the amount in US dollars instead of RAND. Ouch! Ouch! I definitely want you to email me that one, please. Since then, about two weeks to get hold of Uber to put in a complaint. We've been obviously through the Uber app as a function to submit a complaint. Um, They allegedly have a... a phone number, but when I phone it, they say, sorry, your area is not covered by the phone service. Uh, they have an office in Greenpoint that I've been to, but they don't deal with customer relations, and they refuse to talk to me. And um, there's no email address or anything, and I was just wondering if you or anyone knows how do you actually get hold of Uber 
in the sense of grabbing somebody and saying, I have a complaint, please answer. Yeah. Oh, I, Wendy, can I just jump in here and say, Julian, I feel your pain because we're in the same boat. Uber is no. very quick to contact us when they've got a promotion running or they are dropping off flu shots or something fancy and they want us to promote it on air. They are impossible to get hold of when we go to them with a question about a complaint. So I feel your pain. I, we're I in the same boat. I have a contact. I can't. Do it's you? for media only. I okay. do have a contact. Well, it worked last time. Um, so please send me that email with the details what you were supposed to be in charge what it ended up what did it end up costing you in rand it actually didn't make too much of a difference um i think um in rand i'm just really puzzled we've used uber eats lots in the past and this i'm just puzzled why they suddenly did it in dollars no, it some- came to probably that's a rough thumb suck about 10 rand more because of the um, um, fees and what have you for a cross-border transaction. Oh, but, um, that, um, that sounds... Spooky. No, it wasn't that they charged, instead of like 290 rand, they didn't charge $290. They charged 20, the, the dollar equivalent, roughly. But they charged oh. from Uber Netherlands. And it's extremely puzzling. And you got a cross-border fee. That's hilarious. Well, not hilarious. It's not hilarious. Oh, okay. <laughs> Julian, please email me. Please. Because I'm sure you can't be in the only one that's had that happen. And, and you you should be uh, entitled to, to lodge a complaint and get an answer to your complaints. That's, you that's going to be the second almost yeah. bigger part of my query is why is it so difficult Absolutely. for people. Absolutely. Well, Let's I'd like to know the answer. put them on the spot with an email address. We want some contact numbers. Um, and if they can't provide them, well, that's just not good enough. I mean, how many people are ordering Uber Eats? And if something goes wrong with You've got not no the food, but the, but, the, but the charging, you can't be – no, that's just unconscionable. So okay, so Julian, what you need to do is send an email to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R, nola.co.za. Put in the subject line, Cape Talk Uber Charge. Uh, Wendy will know to look out for it. And uh, definitely one for us to follow up on. As I said, Wendy, I'm not surprised at all because we've had similar difficulties. When you are reaching out to them, they are very, very difficult You're to You're talking about of. as the media now. Yeah. That's even more troubling. So it, it really is something that we've, we, we've noted uh, and encountered quite often. So I am uh, not surprised. Here's a second WhatsApp saying, we had Uber Eats deduct off our credit card for meals delivered in Paris uh, oh, before yeah. they even were operating. Operating in South Africa, we, my son tweeted them and we contacted our bank and we refunded within 24 wow. hours. Pippa, okay. please forward me that one as well. I will do as well. So there's a follow, a, 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 a chase to set you on, Wendy. And on that note, we I have to say to thank you so much for today's show and chat again next week. Will do. Thanks, Pippa.